So let's get started. I have six hours of fucking talking to do. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Filmaholics Podcast, the podcast where this week's recommendation is the best picture winning La La Land. Wait, no, I'm sorry. There's been a mistake. Moonlight, you're this week's recommendation. No, no, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. Moonlight. Moonlight is the recommendation. Moonlight. Recommendation. As always, I'm Lawrence Serrano. I'm Antonio Gonzalez. I'm Luis Chavez. And I'm Pedro Gomez. As you can see by what I just said, that was an Oscars reference. You guys wouldn't get that, though, because I'm better than you. Did you know that already by memory, mm-hmm. or did you recite it before? No, I already knew it. I've seen that clip many times. Many times. Many. I get, I get both happy and sad. Because it's like, I'm happy that it won, but it's also like, I feel sad for La La Land. But I'm happy it won, but I'm also like, oh, this is kind of mean. You, you know, interesting fact, my professor was there presenting the awards, and he saw the whole, like, mix-up during that year. I heard about that. It was funny. That's crazy. Oh, he said it was funny. <sighs> I wouldn't think it's funny. I'd be really upset. <laughs> Imagine being in the shoes of the people at La La Land. And Both just people. Because like, I feel more embarrassed for La La Land, but I feel like, fuck, you really fucked up Moonlight's moment. And not, not only that, but like they, they, for them, it's like, oh, we didn't win. And then for Moonlight, it's like, oh, fuck. Like they told everyone that yeah. they won and now we're coming in. And then imagine crying because you didn't win an award. They actually were pretty, the guy felt kind of salty. He's like, we lost by the way. He's like, guys, no, I'm sorry. There's a mistake. And it's the producers of La La Land. And he's like, I- I'm going to be happy to give this to Moonlight. And you can tell he's just shaking like fucking assholes. He's like coming. I'm going to fucking kill you. Your movie sucked anyways. <laughs> yeah, but uh, how how you guys doing? You guys doing okay? I'm doing all right. How was Mother's Day for you guys? Um, I bought my mom flowers. No, I didn't say that. Oh. I said, how was it? It was good. We're not a materialistic, Lawrence. Oh, Come I on. wanted to know. It's okay. It's fine. It was good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Was it good, Pedro? It was good. Right, I was bought it? my mom. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> like, I bought my mom this and that and this I, and that. I had Beat a, that. <laughs> I had to put her in her place. Oh, oh my God. So on Mother's Day? <laughs> It's like, look, yeah, mom. You wake her up, look, mom. This is your day. Your butt. But, <laughs> it's like, but. What you get me? <laughs> it's Mother's Day. And every day is Mother's Day for you. Got her a cookbook and a uh, and a coffee machine. Like what, a your really mom nice a cookbook? cookbook? Yeah, she likes cooking. Yeah, what? what? I got my mom Birkenstocks. <laughs> but you know how um, much they cost. What'd you get Very your mom? Expensive. I bought her flowers, flowers, and she really wanted some Vans, but I got the wrong size. I'm and go you got her back. Heelys. <laughs> and so instead, I bought her some New Balances because got to represent, right? Did you really? No. Uh, I, uh, I, I want to buy her New Balances though. I feel like she'd like. It's like for shoes. Mother's Day, I didn't pay rent. It's like, <laughs> like that's her Mother's Day gift. I made out. my mom a card, and that's it. <laughs> it's like with a stick figure and fucking flowers and shit. My brother was making a Mother's Day card, mm-hmm. and I just put my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's like, "What the fuck is this? It's fucking bullshit. Where's the money? There's no money in here. You guys are so broke." I remember um, one time I put Monopoly money in it, thinking that she'll take it. I remember one time when I was like, "Shush!" I must have been like. 20. <laughs> um, I stole something from my mom and just gave it back. No, I was a kid. <laughs> no, but like, obviously, like, you when do you're a now, kid, though. Yeah. What's the thing you do now? Like, when you're a kid, like, you don't have money and, like, you want to, like, sh- get them a gift because you know that feeling. Not so, a stolen like, gift. <laughs> so you just, like, steal something from them, like, a week before and then you're like, here you go, I yeah. found it. You guys didn't watch any movies this week? I did. Oh, I did. Me too. Chavi, I'm going to take that face as a fucking no. Get out now. You're done. I think I did. Uh, I figure it I out. Did. I watched a movie called M from 1931. Old as shit. 
Older than you. Well, yeah. <laughs> Most but not as are. old as Betty White. Yeah, it was it was cool, I guess. Three stars. Not my favorite thing in the world, but there was moments that were really good. What'd you watch, Pedro? Oh, it just came on HBO Max. I watched... Oh, that's right. Well, the Rush Hour trilogy, but so far mm-hmm. I only finished one, and I'm halfway through two, but I haven't rated them or given Why them did HBO Max get rid of... The Austin Power trilogy. Uh, they'll probably bring it back, dude. Back in December, they're bipolar. They had the Matrix trilogy on there, and then they took it off, and, and now it's back, it, yeah. and they're gonna take it off again. They they just that's is the it one thing. Like it, like the rights, probably the like rights, rights, and they're like, hey, we bought it back for a minute, a month. Please give it back, and then they probably and it people back. would probably like, oh, let me buy it. So I like mm, let me yeah. let me start my trial and forget to cancel mm-hmm. it. Oh, I watched. Um, well, not really watched. I had headphones on. It was at the gym. Um. <laughs> Wonder Woman. I don't know which one. 1984. It was, it was really good. Um, was Kristen Wiig in it? No, it was. It probably was 1984, but they were like during World War II. So the that first one. That's probably the first one then. Yeah. Yeah, the it, they, yeah. Awesome, awesome like costumes. Like I like the sets look amazing yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I have not. No, no? I'm, oh. I'm not a big fan. And, and I also saw parts of a, a little movie called Red Dawn. Which one? The new one the, or the old the, one? The, the, the one with Josh Peck and Chris That's Hemsworth. That's the new one. People, people hate that movie. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I, I enjoy it because yeah. I've I've only seen parts of the is first one. Is that Superman? Red no, Dawn? No, 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 no. no, no. no. It's, it has to do with like uh, North Korea. It's an Korea. invasion on North Korea. Yeah, North, North Korea, Korea invades the US. Oh, awesome. And I remember really cool. liking that movie. But I I love like like um like false scenario. Like what would have like what would have happened? Kind of like Man in the High Castle. Like what if the Nazis won? Mm. And like I lo- like um, there's a game called um, like Operation like Homefront or something, mm-hmm. and uh, North Korea like made a bunch of technology, sold it to our military, but like it was bugged the whole time, and they like flipped the switch, and like nothing worked, and then they like took over, mm. and so you're you're uh, you're playing as like a oh like this is the last frontier kind of thing, uh-huh. and like yeah. I did watch a movie, really good game. I watched Kong School Island. Oh, that's what Brie Larson, right? Yeah. Is how that with Jack Black? No. Jack no, Black is in King Kong. I King Kong. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, how was Kong? I thought Skull it was Island. Django. It, it's... It's... What? what? <laughs> Wasn't Jack Black in Django? No. No! What? No, he's with, like, The Rock, and they're, like, in the game. Do you know what Django is? You're thinking of Jumanji. There we go. <laughs> Django. Django. Fucking. Dude, imagine if, if Rock was in Django Unchained. That would oh, be hard. God. Oh, you know, Will Smith was supposed to be in Django Unchained as really? the lead, but he was like, he didn't do it because he said, Spo- spoiler much. alert, I got to kill the, the, the villain. That's what he said. Uh, I, Tarantino, let me kill the villain. He's like, no. And then he gave him Jamie Foxx, and it's way better. <laughs> so go on. Um, Kong Scotland, how was it? Um, It was okay. My brother, I think, wanted to start watching like Most all the monsters, because um, most of them are on HBO. So. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen any of these, but I think it's time to get into the recommendation, and that recommendation was mine, and it is mine, mine, mine. My, I would say, gun to my head, if someone's like, "What's your favorite movie, Lawrence?" This I would probably say this. It's Moonlight. Moonlight's a recommendation. You say it's wrong, wrong, you're wrong like, movie. You're like, well, like, no, 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 Moonlight, Moonlight. Moonlight. I always <laughs> fuck it up, um, and. You know, usually I, I'd like to go and say first, but I want to hear what you guys think first. So, Antonio, what'd you think of Moonlight? That's not fair. You always... that Okay. It goes in this rotation, though. I know, but yeah, but you should have been first. Yeah, um, but it's a favorite. I like to go... I, I liked it. Okay. However, Lawrence, you I, you hepped it up for me so much. I know, no, I know. This is my first viewing. No, I know. Um, And I didn't... 
understand like why, like, why you liked it so much. And I get it. I, I, I understand why you like it so much. And I can understand why like it might be yours or someone else's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things I do like about it. But to me, um, I think after like, I want to hear what you like, why you like it I'm so gonna much. I'm going to take a guess and say you probably think it's something you've seen before. No, not so much. No, no not so much. It's just uh, to me, it was just a movie. Like, like I, I, yeah, I, I no, mean, I, I get a lot from it. Like, mm-hmm. especially like, kind of like with the father and son duo, like, and becoming yeah. a man, mm-hmm. uh, like that. Like, I, I can appreciate a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like how like it like goes from three different like generations yeah. of the same person and uh, and like his 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 friend. Mm-hmm. And I love the du- like the the relationship he had with his friend, Kevin, Frank? Kevin, 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 Frank. like. Like, I was like, dude, like, he made the movie super interesting for me. Yeah. Um, I understand. And then it's just a lot of parts. <clears throat> of, I think mainly, uh, like, with his mom. Like, I think his, the, like, oh, his mom, like, the mom's a, like, a, a dope fiend. Like, Drug addict. Yeah, like, that kind of got a little bit too repetitive for me. I, I, you're gonna hate, you're gonna hate it. It gave me blindside vibes. Like, the mom gave me blindside vibes. No. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is probably one of the worst comparisons I've ever seen. Because like they're both addicted to drugs and they're not. There this for, is a much more and... intimate take on drug addiction. You can leave, even <laughs> though this is your house. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what you think. Yeah. No, I liked it though. I, 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 I no, I really yeah. Liked it I walked. I walked into this knowing that I love this movie so much that I'll. I probably give you like a false. Like and, and that's how I felt the first time I watched this. I didn't like it. I like I liked some of it, but I was like, I don't get why it's best picture winner. Mm-hmm. But I always thought about it. I'm like, why am I thinking about this movie so much? I watched it again, mm-hmm. almost cried. I love it. But um, Chavi, what'd you think of Moonlight? This is your second viewing. Second viewing. Uh, I I liked it. Um, I had already seen it before and I already enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this time I kind of saw a little bit more in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate all these like intimate moments that. Um, you get with uh, Chiron, Chiron, aka Little, aka Black, aka Chiron, Chiron. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, I think that I just saw a lot more in him, and I I enjoyed all timelines that were given because it's mm-hmm. it goes from like the three st- stages. It's mm-hmm. a kid, a teenager, Teen, adult, a man. Um, and I think in all three stages, I was very like connected to like his character and then all the characters that kind of added to his story were i think excellent as well um mm-hmm. kevin his friend I now at kevin. the end he comes back again i think that that way that whole connection it's just uh-huh. i think it's a beautiful film mm-hmm. yeah. um I'm glad. it's very low mellow tone and you kind of have to sit through it and i think this time around I was more like heart, not heartbroken, but it was like hitting different. Like it does. Yeah, it really. There was hits times different. where I was watching it and it like I got choked up. I was like, God damn it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, feel it. I was like, what? What, what I part? Feel what that. part specifically? I'll talk about that. Okay. After, but I didn't feel that the first time. The first time I enjoyed no, the film. Exactly. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. this time I was like heartbroken. I was like, that's Fuck. exactly my yeah. experience with Moonlight, and uh-huh. that's how you feel. Yeah. Pedro, maybe, I want to know how you feel, man. Maybe this I can feel like, like that. No, you cannot. You have you no a, soul. You made a comparison right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. You made a horrible comparison. <laughs> Don't ever watch the movie again. No uh, Pedro, you've seen this as like, what? Your My fourth? Fourth? Damn. Damn. All right, cool. You're close enough to... No, you're not. No, no, no you're, you're not. not. No, you're not. You, didn't need, you didn't let me it's finish. Not, I said it. you need like 50 more views. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the thing? About um, Moonlight. I remember watching my first viewing. I thought uh, I thought it was good. I never. I thought I was like, okay, nothing. 
crazy, but I still <laughs> it hit some parts, right? Yeah. But now this this recent viewing, uh it hit a bit more harder for me. Um oh, so good. also I really enjoy the story. I really enjoyed all the actors too, from like the child one all the way to the doll, because they all perfectly just have that like this that certain stare that I always see from them. Shy, yeah, awkward. It, yeah, I love that all of them have that. And then also like um all the characters how Lisa's saying, all the characters also in that in that movie was cool. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was for me it was very calming, mm-hmm. very like relaxed film for me. And then also for for some I'm probably just because I watched it like a lot like four times but this viewing was it went by kind of fast I really did not ex- fast i did not expect it i thought the movie was fast for me yeah. though, as well um because it's it's not a long movie but i feel like like you said i feel like because every time i, I yeah. recommend someone moonlight i always tell them hey like don't go in with high hopes because of how yeah. i felt uh-huh. but usually everyone's like no i liked it like yeah. i really liked it but uh-huh. then they're like i don't know why you love it and then they watch it again they're like okay now i get it uh-huh but you got anything else to say about Moonlight? No, that's pretty much All right. I guess I get to go. Um, I'm happy with your responses. Um, Antonio, I'm happy with yours too. Don't get me wrong. Okay. No, I am. Not that blindside thing. That was stupid. <laughs> no, but uh, you guys already know. I adore this movie. I absolutely love it. It's fucking perfect in my eyes. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, man. I'm just dumbfounded right now. I had so much to say, but let's just get into why I love it don't you dare word count me <laughs> don't you dare I have so much to say you I, got have, that, Luis? I have a, I have a list of notes that I, shit. that I put That's a fucking and they're detailed book. this is the first act the second act and the third act but um it's like wait my sister was writing on this <laughs> it's just all it's just gibberish <laughs> no immediately um you hear the ocean right when the movie starts like the waves crashing, then that song comes in. It's a beautiful song. Juan drives in. You see what is a drug dealer. Um, he's a drug dealer. And usually when you see a drug dealer, and he seems kind of like a, like a badass, kind of, you think, oh, okay, this is going to be the badass of the group, badass of the movie. He ends up being the person that allows Chiron to be vulnerable, and he becomes a father figure, which right off the bat is a fresh take on a type of movie like this. Because I feel like this is a movie where, I mean, obviously I can't speak on it because I myself am not black, but uh, I feel like I've heard other people talk who are black who say, like, this movie spoke to them because this is a, the movie where it's it's allowing them to be more than just what people expect of them. And I, and I love that for them, and I think that's a great... This is why I love the movie so much. It makes me appreciate it more. But just alone, just me being who I am already... I just appreciate it, and I can find, not relatability, but empathy towards the story. Like, I, I love the way it's told, I feel for it. There are certain aspects, sure, that I kind of relate to, but I, I just love it. And I, what, what did you guys get out of it? I, I don't want to talk too much, but I will talk a lot. That's just how it's going to go. No, yeah, definitely. I can, I, like, like, in the first act, like, I can definitely empathize with someone like that, like you said. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... It's somewhat like I feel like anybody that kind of like can relate can see themselves in, in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first act was called Little, right? Little. Yeah, Little. Yeah. It goes Little, Chiron, and then Black. Okay. I love it. I, I love that. I I really like that too. Like that uh, significance to it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Especially how he goes from Little, which is the nickname that he was given as a little, because he's, he's like the runt. Yeah. He's basically the runt. And then and then that's when um what's his name uh Kevin. No, no, no. Chiron? Uh, Juan? Yeah, Juan. Um, he he basically let him know, like, hey, like, if you don't like Little, like, 
Yeah. That you don't have to be little. Actually, that was the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Yeah, was like, the girlfriend. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call you by your the name girlfriend. then. Hey, well, I love she that. started it, but he told him like, oh yeah, like no, like you are who you want. I got a question. Just because, like, obviously, this is my first time. Of course. Watching. When I'm so happy when right he now. Dro- when he, uh Juan is it Juan like Juan like the Mexican Juan? Yeah. It's, it's Juan because he's, he's Cuban. He's Cuban. Okay. but they pronounce it Juan. Juan, yeah. like the currency. Yeah, Juan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. When Juan um drops um Chiron, what do you call him? Chiron. Chiron. What's up with your freaking like comparisons, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comparison. Oh, well, okay, I did, I did. yeah, go on. I'm, I'm just. I'm You're just, just great. You're just a good just, person. A book of knowledge. <laughs> uh, so when Juan drops off uh, Chiron mm-hmm. to his mom's for the first time, do they? Does she look at him, or do they look at each other weird because he was selling her like crack? Um, I wouldn't or... say. I wouldn't say so. I think she's just like, who the fuck's this guy? Okay. And then like she knows, like she's appreciative of the fact that he looked just out for t- Chiron, but she's like, don't touch him. You're a drug dealer. Right. Right. No. But... Yeah. I think. But I... she's a drug addict too. Yeah. So. At first, it wasn't. I think it was like, oh, appreciative that you brought him. But then when he said where he was, yeah. she's like. I know what side of town yeah. that is. Yeah, like, and why were you who, there? Yeah, I know who you are yeah, now. Exactly. Like, I know what kind of person okay. you are. Yeah. So, because you could see the kind of switch up where she's like, "Oh, like, thank you for taking care mm-hmm. of him." Like, well, and she doesn't even say she doesn't even say thank you. She pulls him when he's gonna give him the fist bump. Well, when oh, he, he gets, he gets well, that's mad, after, yeah. but before she does she, say thank you. She says like, "Oh, oh like, thank you for looking yeah, after oh, yeah, him." Basically, yeah, yeah. and then when he says like, yeah. "I found him in the hole over there," that's when she's like, "Oh, like, I know who you are." I, for me, what I really liked is that. It's that significance of like, uh, you guys are talking about like the father figure. For me, like, um, perfect. Go ahead, buddy. For me, I, I was like just thinking like, okay, like you, I just remember like me riding with my dad like in a car in the front seat, you know, just like how like Chiron was with um, Juan, and he's just like doing that with his like hand. I still do that. I still do that. It's it's just so cool. And then also like the, I also like the part where, uh, what's uh, Juan's. Girlfriend's name? Yeah, but, like, but her real name, like, she's a singer, right? Janelle Monet? Janelle Monet? Yeah. Yeah. She, she just won an Oscar. She won a Grammy or Oscar. But she's won, no, she has won an Oscar. She won a no, Grammy. She, she won for this one. No, that was her. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, no. But, like, I thought. Her what? <laughs> but I thought, she, I thought she was a really cool character because, you know, it's her, like yeah. a comforting side. Like I, I, I like her. I like her a lot. And I want to say it's her first role. Really, I think it was really? her first role. Nice. She um, did good. She, she did was really great. good. I I, I want to make sure I'm getting all this right. Um, I love. There's so many scenes that just mean so much, and the way it's presented, I would call it visual poetry. It's yeah. visually stunning in a simplistic way. It's nothing like. It's not Blade Runner. It's not like showing yeah. these like amazing yeah. structures or Inception. Or yeah, Inception, La La Land. It's not showing like colorful images. It's the way it's showing it. And I like the way like the camera movement goes with it too. Because sometimes perfect. it's very like like uh-huh. glidy mm-hmm. but then at the same so, time it's like moving so around. here i have an, another question it's just gonna all everything i'm gonna say is just questions because obviously yeah. like yeah i feel like you're the resident like master like you like you know i don't know anyone who loves expert, movie than yeah I, I don't know anyone um and so maybe you'll know so you said visual poetry mm-hmm. um so do you think some like for example i'll give you a per, like ex, a real example okay do you know in act three i know we're kind of jumping ahead That's fine. Go ahead. um he's at he's uh at his house and he's like hey count the money um, his, his, uh, kitchen is blue. Yeah. So do you think that it was supposed to be like blue? Like, like he put LED lights and it's blue. Yes. Or do you think it's supposed to be kind of like 
uh, like how you said, like poetry, like how it's like th- that's how we're perceiving light right now. Um, even though that there was a like a um, a lamp and like as a. I would say that adds to it. Yeah, it definitely a, adds to like why I consider it visual poetry because uh, one of the significant lines I want to get to this scene. It's pro- in my opinion, I believe this scene is a hundred percent perfectly executed, and it is what is called the middle of the world scene, and it's when he uh-huh. teaches um, little how to swim. Uh huh. And I think that scene's perfect. One, the music is phenomenal. It's beautiful. The way the cinematography is with the ocean, you're kind of learning mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. You're in the ocean. And just the significance. Um, I saw a comment that I really loved how it said this. It said, teach a, a black boy to swim, you teach him how to live. And I love that. Like, because you're, he, this is a moment. This is a moment where without Juan, Little doesn't have this experience. Mm-hmm. He never learns how to swim. He never learns how to live. If he doesn't have Juan, he doesn't have that like person in his life that teaches him not only to be a man, but to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. to open yourself up. The the little ideologies, when he says, after the swimming part, which I just think is phenomenal, uh, when he says, feel that right there, you're in the middle of the world, teaching how to swim, then he goes, there are black people everywhere, don't you forget it, we were the first people on this planet, teaching him about his, his culture, mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes that's just not taught to people, and he teaches him about it, and then he gives this beautiful line, Running around, catching up all the light. In moonlight, black boys look blue. So that's what I'm going to call you. You're blue. And then he goes, oh, so your name is Blue. And he's like, no. At some point, you have to decide who you're going to be. And I think that that specific line says that, like, in moonlight, black boys look blue. That kind of means you're not what people perceive of you. Mm -hmm. You can be whatever you want to be, but you choose. You have to choose. And I think... It just plays as a perfect theme throughout the whole movie. I'm gonna cry. Damn, I fucking I love this movie. Damn, no, no, I, I, I agree. That I love this movie. After that quote, after that quote, you can see the like oh, the God. change in his confidence mm-hmm. and the way he kind of like carries himself because <laughs> you know he still is this like person. He's not very like bold. He's kind of like he's shy. He's, he's very shy. He's very like he's just trapped in his own trapped, kind of mind. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's it go it comes to a point and I really like this transition to the point where he can't take it anymore, the part where he gets arrested, um, which mm-hmm. is I think right at the end of uh, Act, Act two. two. Act Act Two, yeah. Yeah, um, and it transitions to Act Three, and you can uh-huh. and you see him now yeah. grown up, obviously. But I I remember when I first watched this, I was not expecting to see this new like super bill like yeah. like he looked just like Juan to me like exactly yeah, yeah. and like, he's like he's he's like he's trapping yeah. he's selling drugs he's doing all that and, and that so little gold, crown in his frogs, car crowns. everything like the, he's just this completely different person to the person he was mm-hmm. and i think that in a way because obviously what he's doing isn't really him and and kevin kind of like acts on that he's like hey this isn't you but in a way i think it it is him. It is him because, exactly. because I think that he was just too scared to be that person. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, obviously his mom was an addict and, you know, he wasn't having it easy when he was growing up. Um, and then he was being, he was confused sexually. He like, he didn't know if his identity, yeah, he didn't this know who he was. This is an important theme, his identity. And so I think that that, that all these things, all these factors weren't allowing him to kind of really be who he was because he wasn't sure if he was that person, but you know, he grows up, he does this and that, he's on his own, like, he realizes, like, I'm this person. I would want to, real quick, um, this would be sad, this is a great conversation already, what if we weren't recording? I would cry, I'd cry, but no, um, you're gonna say something. Sorry. Yeah, uh, maybe, cause, I, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, or if I, like, I maybe I caught the wrong thing, his first, 
like gay experience um, is him like wrestling with Kevin. I want to. I want to say that's that a, we that we see that we see. It is because uh, like because gr- grappling is like yeah like when you're grabbing something like that's, that, that's I, I get what intimate. you mean, but I also want to say it's the moment of like you got to show these people that you're not a bitch. Like be a man, yeah, and like I want, but I get what you mean. No, because like you know, it is you know how he shows, and he, it is very close. He shoves him, mm-hmm. so like if you're like, hey, you gotta like, you gotta show him you're not a like you're a man, you gotta hit him back. So I, I would think like he would want him to like shove him back and like mm-hmm. actually like like throw punches mm-hmm. and like then shove him and push him. And so when he goes straight to like grappling like on the floor, like that's a very intimate like style of like. Like hey, like stop I see it, what you mean. You know? I, so that's I, why I me, thought, like for me, I thought it was like when they were like all like locked in that room and they were looking at each other. Like oh yeah, thing. I think that was just a moment of like, like boys. Hey, this is like this is something we're doing now. And then you look back later, and you're like, why did I do that? Uh, like, why did I do you that? You never like cross streams like <laughs> with your friends, <laughs> you know? Like that's like just like what we're doing right now. Like that's um, all. I kind I want to bring something real quick, and it's uh, I feel like this movie. Another thing that's perfect is like Sharon is struggling with his identity. He's struggling with who he thinks he is. But everyone around him seems to already kind of have an idea of who he is. His own mother, oh, yeah. when uh, Juan sees that she's smoking crack at the place that he mm. sells crack, he, he she's all like, oh, what, are you going to raise my son? He's like, are you going to raise him? And she's like, are you going to sell me rocks? And he's like, he can't do anything about that. And then she goes, he's like, oh... He's like, you ever see the way he walks? He's like, you want to? Are you gonna tell him why the other boys kick his ass all the time? And they both know, like, shut the fuck up. They don't need to say it. Mm. They, we all kind of like, okay, I get the idea of why he's saying this because she's like, are you gonna tell him that he's feeling weird because he's different because he's gay? There's another scene that, aside from like, uh, another scene that I really liked, aside from like the middle of the world scene, was I think it was towards the end of uh, Little, where like. Um, Juan was teaching him, like, okay, like, if you sit down here, right here, you won't be able to sit, see mm-hmm. anyone. But if you sit over here, you see everyone, behind, like, everyone. And then it just kind of leads to that conversation where, like, um, he asked Little him. basically confronts Juan saying, like, are you selling drugs? Are you a drug dealer? And, like, what does the word, like, the F word term means? Yeah, exactly. And then I like that whole conversation because, obviously, like, Juan is put in that, like, situation where, like, uncomfortable yeah and then like it, it kind of you see like a little bit of emotion coming out of juan too because mm-hmm. yeah I, I thought that part was i think really that cool. moment translates to the part where you do that you were talking about where he, they're both like you know you know who yeah you is. know what you're talking because about. when he asks him he's like i think in his mind he's like well like in a way i know who you are but i'm no one to tell you who you are exactly. so you have to know who you are before i can like do anything that was the first thing i ever saw of moonlight was those screen grabs of him asking like what that word means and he goes like it means uh it's a word to use to make gay people feel bad. And he goes, am I that? And he goes, no. He's like, you can be gay, but don't ever let anyone use that word towards you. Mm-hmm. And I like this. This is like that perfect connection between him and Teresa. He goes, unless, and then she looks at her and she's like, no. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you about that. What? What, was he what, what did you think he wanted to say? Maybe something along the lines of, hey, unless it's with your friends. And they're like, hey, like, kind of like. Yeah, like, of course, friends mess around like that, but hey, don't let them use that against you, especially if you don't feel uncomfortable with it. Because I feel like Teresa has, like, that moral side to her, Uh very um, empathetic, and Mm. Juan's kind of like, oh, like, I've heard people use that word before. Uh Um, Because you can tell he's very, like, street-esque, and so, like... Exactly, yeah. And that term, I guess, is probably, like, very heavy in the streets. Mm -hmm. And so, for him to suggest... and and, But he was doubtful, because he looks over at Therese, and he's like, unless... She's like, no, he's like, Don't say it. He's like, Even when... I um, 
I think the same scene, or maybe a different scene, uh, when he was like, hey, or maybe it was the girl, um, where he was like, hey, like, you gotta keep your head up when you're talking, like, to uh-huh. me, like, you, yeah. yeah. and when, uh, Don't little, pride. when little, uh, asked if he sells drugs, like, his head went immediately down, Juan, Juan's head, yeah. it went Weird. down, exactly. and I was like, you know what, like, yeah, like, at this point, like, you knew him as someone who was very, not, like, prideful, but, like, he knew what he wanted, and, like, he's, he's he very... He questioned himself. Yeah, and he was exactly. like, oh, fuck, you know, but, like, that's tough, yeah. like, it's a tough one to answer, but uh, I'm glad he was he was honest. He was true yeah, to I, what yeah. he is. That's yeah. what I really like, too. I like that, like... It was he, that scene, though, right? Like, the, that was that the same, scene, yeah, the same exactly. scene when he was exactly. like, hey, yeah. lift your head up. Of course. I, I really like that part, because it also shows, like... Like Juan's vulnerability, because usually, like for men, like it yeah, just that shows was like, that, yeah, it just shows like, oh, like you just gotta be tough for your sons, show no emotion, you know mm-hmm. that whole typical mm-hmm. like machismo type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like I really like all like the direction that Barry Jenkins went, because he could have been like, no, like don't show any emotion, just. But I really like this guy really showed like true emotions he was towards perfect. someone. Like he was that so was good, really good. And he I won the Oscar. I, what I, else does he? What else does he do? He was in Green Book. You've seen Green Book. Oh, I have seen Green Book. Yeah, he won both Oscars for both the this this performance is great. He's amazing. And what else? That's it? Uh he was in have you seen Luke Cage? Is Luke yeah, Cage? Yeah, he's seen in Luke Cage. Cage. He's gonna be in another Marvel movie. Is it Spawn? I don't even know what it is. No, obviously. it's um, Oh Blade. It's Blade. Like, yeah, but Blade. It's, it's is he gonna be Blade? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I'm not sure if it's a movie or a series. It's gonna be a movie, I believe. Interesting. But I wanna ask you guys a question, because this is a criticism I've heard from many people, and I always have the answer of why it doesn't bother me. The cafeteria food. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> the structure of the movie. Do you guys have a problem with the structure? How um, in Act 1, it ends immediately. You don't get to see a lot. You don't see how Juan dies. Um, because he does die. Yeah. Uh, you don't... Like, it ends abruptly. You don't get to see Sharon in prison. And for me, I always give this... Uh, actually, you know what? Before I even give my answer. Do you guys have a problem with that? Is that I a problem don't. for you? I think it was just straightforward. Like, I... Like... If it, like, it's confusing, like, how is it confusing? Just one, two, and three. You just follow along. It's literally and, that. <laughs> uh, Antonio Luis, you have a problem with that anyway? No, I, I don't. Um, It kind of threw me off at first because... Of course. Um, I was like, I was like, oh, is... Is this someone else, or is who who is who are the this older guy that I'm looking at? Exactly. And then when uh, you kind of like heard, oh, like you kind of get the nuance that he's gone, but Juan been dead a minute though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I'm like, okay, haven't like, seen him since the funeral. I'm I'm assuming it was probably because you know he was trapping. You know, like, yeah, that's, it happens. Like, there's and, and so uh, yeah. and then the same thing when he goes to like jail or juvie or whatever. No, I mean you don't need what, to see. What, what are they gonna see? Yeah, you know, no, like it didn't bother. In a way, I kind of wish I would have saw, but that doesn't take away from mm-hmm. what well, you like, experience. It's just a curiosity that I'd have. Of like, course. oh, like, I kind of wish I'd seen that, but I didn't, and that's fine. Like, think about it though. Imagine seeing a scene in this movie where Juan dies. It wouldn't fit. It would uh, not like it. It would. It would go against the points of the movie. And my answer to why the structure is like this is always: each act ends at a moment in Chiron's life where he needs to adapt. So. Um, in the first act, he goes, oh, my mom sell- my mom does drugs and you sell drugs. And he goes, yes. At that moment, he goes, fuck, man. Like, I now know the truth to my mom. Leaves. Adapts to a teenager. Now he, he knows, you know everything he needs to know in the first act, done. That's over. Second act, um, he needs to stand up for himself to where he, te- where he basically turns into black. D- defends himself. Goes to juvie. You don't need to see the juvie stuff. Boom. Adapts to now black. And now he needs to kind of like confront himself identity wise and that's why i feel like the structure works because of how as the film adapts to the next uh, act he adapts as a person 
that's my that's my answer. I don't know um, if you guys feel about that, but I yeah. got you. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid. Um, I do want to talk about um a lot of things. Fuck. We know, Lord. Yeah, I know. We I'm know. so happy right now. I what really like in the second going. part, um, with Char- the second part, which is Sharon. I really liked how like how more not not more involved the mother is, but like how we could see like the mother going like a bit more in a sense like downhill mm-hmm. the way she acted the way like um grabbing the money like oh, i know you have money i know that you're, like scene, yeah. that part i was like damn this girl's fucking and i love good. how in that scene they use the they use this twice in the movie i believe and putting the camera between characters i love how that gives you perspective of what sharon is seeing so when she's like i'm your mama ain't i and at the camera she's looking right at the camera it's like are you my mother? Like, you're not my mother. This isn't what I remember. This is not who I want to be my mother. And, like, I love how the film will, like, have her still talking over, like, what is visually being put. And she's, like, kind of confused, disoriented, but she's still talking, like, trying to, like, manipulate. I did like like that a lot when he, when uh, when, uh, she asked him to open the door, right? Mm -hmm. That was really, like... Visually impressive. Yeah. And, and, like, audio, too, because, like, you were hearing something and, like, it wasn't correspond. Exactly. Like, like, he was just, I don't know if, like, he was out of it, that's why he, like... He was taking in what she was not trying to present. Uh He was taking in the real her, not the her that she's trying to, like, hey, hey, son, how you doing? You know? Uh Let me in. Give me the money. A lot of people don't talk about this. Do you guys think in the second act the bully is gay? I think he is. Think about it. Most uh, people that are closeted usually like to bully people for being gay. Usually like to be mean about it. And he he calls him like the F word. He calls him gay. And there's a scene that kind of where Sharon's in class and he looks at him and he's just staring him down. Like just kind of like, why is he looking at him? Why is this? I, I honestly think that there's something maybe not like it's not on the surface, so you can't see it. But there's something there that I feel like I mean, he's not explaining I, to the people. I, yeah, that could happen. I yeah. just, I just assumed that, like, I mean, he probably had his own problems that he was trying to deal with, and exactly. so he didn't have to, like. I wouldn't necessarily, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily I say, say like, gay, gay, but I would say like he, I mean, he was dealing with issues himself. Yeah. I, I love the, the first kiss scene, the when they kiss for the first time. It's very intimate. It shows just how much they care for each other. I love that every time Chiron feels that is most comfortable, it's near the ocean. Yeah. It's near the beach. And you, know, you always hear the ocean in the background. Uh-huh. And they have their kiss scene. It's very intimate. Like, it could have shown, like, them just hardcore making out, having sex. But it's, like, him, like, grabbing the sand. And then, like, it's, it shows more of the bond that they're creating than the act of sex. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, more of the bond. Like, he's holding his head. And after he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, what do you have to be sorry for? That's all I'm saying is that's what marijuana will do to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then it goes into the next scene. Someone's here. Um, the scene where they play that game of like knock down, stay down. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a... That's the, a fucked up game. That's, that's, that's the, hell Not no. a good game. Not fun. Not, not fun for the guy that's getting fucked up. I would have fucked him up. I don't give a fuck. It's not part of the game, though. You're not, you're not But if you're that fucking way. me up, I'm fucking you up. Also, you gotta stay down, though. I also love that scene because... Um, while you can kind of empathize with the fact that Kevin doesn't want to do this, you're also angry because it's like you're doing this because you don't want to like look like a bitch in front well, of your Well, it's friends. either you or him, you know? Like, it's either me Still, or Still, but, like, they, it's, it shows a sign of betrayal. Like, that's why Sharon keeps on getting up. He's like, oh, are you seriously doing this? Like, really? That's why he looks at him in the eye. And that's why stay Kevin's down. like, Sharon, stay down. Yep. Stay. He doesn't want to do it, but he has to because he kinda, feels... It kind of reminded me of uh, a Black Panther when they were, like, fighting in the in the water. 
And he was like, he was like, come on, dude. Like, I don't want to fuck you up. Like, stay down. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to uh, kill you in front of your family. Um, And then, like I said, he feels his most comfortable at the beach, the ocean. And then in that moment when he's been betrayed, everything that he felt that he had is now gone. It goes silent. Sound is now gone. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. It just signifies just how much, like, he feels betrayed and... Everything's kind of a lie. And then, oh, God, I don't think you... you I'm, I'm going to take a guess and say you guys probably didn't notice this. Um, after he has, like, that transformation, goes to the school the next day, and he's walking to go and do... And fuck this guy up, basically. Uh-huh. You hear, like, that music. It's very eerie. It's loud. It's, mm-hmm. like, intense. He hesitates. But there's a moment of hesitation. Yeah. There's a moment of hesitation, and he looks down like he doesn't want to do this. And for a second, this is how good the score is, you hear the music of Little... Because each, each oh. act has a theme. Yeah. Little's theme, Chiron's theme, and Black's theme. So at that moment when he hesitates, for a second you hear like the... And then after that, he looks back up, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's back to that very intense music, and then he goes and does what he does. That was crazy. Like, just walking in, like nothing. drop your bag, grab the wooden chair, and then just Knock him slam it towards the guy. And then that go... Also, I, um... I thought the guy died. I like how the connection too, like they're they're closed before uh, Kevin beats up Chiron. They're wearing kind of similar clothes. Um, Kevin is wearing a blue shirt, no, uh, yeah, a blue shirt with white stripes, and Chiron is wearing a white shirt with blue stripes, like showing how like connected they are. Mm. And then after Why are blue in this movie, of course. Um, and after that Amen betrayal, I... after that betrayal, <laughs> uh, they're not wearing similar colors or even clothing, like. Uh, after he goes to jail, Chiron's wearing that all blue shirt and Kevin's wearing that all gray shirt. So I think every little aspect just plays an important part. And this goes into the next act, Black. When he wakes, when you see him, you just go, what the fuck is this? You don't even recognize him mm-hmm. in a way. You don't recognize him because he's hard. He's, he's a fucking badass. The moment you recognize him, though, is when Kevin calls. Mm-hmm. And that awkward, shy fucking scared kid is back and it's it's beautiful um which act is your guys's favorite i would like to know that i think in terms of different things like i have like a fate like a different like in terms of story i might have one and then in terms of like how it looked i might have Mm. another um and like terms of like just like overall that that's i think either i would have to say uh either one but i mainly like pulling towards three Okay. Uh, just because I like all the music, especially like with the jukebox and oh, him yeah, driving yeah. his car and him like the stuff he was wearing oh, all classic, gold man. and just, you know, that I didn't like the scene with when he went to his mom to rehab. To me, I was like, oh, I, I thought the mom would have been dead by now. No, I think but it. Uh, I'm I, surprised she went to rehab because not a lot of drug addicts, you know, actually go to rehab. Yeah. Well, like Amy Winehouse used to say, they try to take me to rehab. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do think it's a good arc because you see her at like the peak of like how horrible she is and then at the end she even says it like she he needed that closure to go and see Kevin because like she's basically the reason why he's so closed off she's the for- so the fact that she's like I'm sorry Sharon I know you have no love for me but you need to know that I love you mm-hmm. you need to and like he just gets emotional I love that scene um that girl um Naomi Harris she should have won best supporting actress she did those all the whole movie, all her scenes in three days. She got nominated yeah, though. Right? She did. She Who did. Won? She lose to. She. This is why I hate it. She lost to Viola Davis in Fences, 
Never seen it. She that that she's in the wrong category. Viola Davis was lead. She mm. is lead. I don't know why she's in supporting. Naomi Harris was definitely supporting the whole movie because she's not the point of the yeah. movie, but she just plays a good part in it. But he goes to see Kevin, and I love how they bring back the between the camera between the characters thing. Between two friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to see well, like you hear, like again, you hear the audio of mm-hmm. what he's saying, but you get to see what he's actually thinking, and he looks nervous. Mm-hmm. Kevin looks extremely nervous, but he's good at hiding that stuff, and uh, Chiron isn't. And I just love how um, throughout the whole scene, there's a lot of like tension. Well, you can call it sexual, you can call it passion, you can call it friendship, whatever, but it's kind of awkward at first because they have to kind of rehash this friendship that they had once had mm-hmm. and then there's that scene when he tells him like oh I'm trapping that's what I'm doing he goes like that ain't you he goes what do you know about me he goes <laughs> yeah. I don't know you like I don't know you probably like, the only you person that knows you. Like, and then they're just kind of looking at each other but that moment when he plays the song Hello Stranger and they just share glances their chemistry is perfect yeah. it's so good and just showing like that song's perfect Hello Stranger it seems so good do, to do, see you back again do you think um by him, uh, Kevin. Kevin. Uh, by Kevin showing him a picture of his kid, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like, oh fuck, like now I can't really like make a move and like kind of, cause like, I feel like he wanted to, but he wanted to play it, be safe about it too. Mm-hmm. Like I think they were both kind of waiting to see where where it would go. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a reason he's there. Yeah, and there obviously yeah, cause I'm pretty sure he still likes him or whatever. You know, no, like, I, I, you know. I think so too. Um, and so I like I do you think that like him showing him a picture of his kid, um, kind of like oh fuck, like I can't. I can't be, like, fooling around with him because he, he's, no, like, his life is different. I, I don't think so. I think uh, Kevin, because I, I, I honestly don't think Kevin is even gay. I just think he's bisexual. I also love that Sharon teaches the dealer a lesson. Kind of like, oh, if, like, you don't know I'm fucking with you, how are you going to know if other people are fucking with you? Yeah. That's a good scene. Yeah. It shows kind of like that that kind of wise perspective that Juan gave him. Mm. Oh, that's, that shot of when he's driving back to, I want to say, Miami. He, uh, it's kind of reminded me of Goodwill Hunting. I'm in Miami. Did you get bitch. that, Chavi? That shot of the car driving on the on the highway. It looked a lot like Goodwill Hunting at the end of Goodwill Hunting. You know what? I didn't think of that, but you, that, that makes sense. You know what? Two shots I like. I like the shot where like um, the camera was on the car door. It opens up and it yeah. closes back. And yeah. then there's another shot where like I think it was um yeah Shyamalan was driving, but it's like zoomed all the way to his chest or like his it's face, his and teeth. it zooms out. It's his teeth, and it starts the, zooming yeah. out. All and like, it's all shaking. That, yeah. Wait, when? I'm sorry. It's when his it's it's a shot of his grill uh-huh. and it's like zooming out and it's kind of showing you like oh this is the new Chiron yeah. uh-huh. and it's just showing like the I, shaky cam. Do you think he shot the the bully? No, no. no. I had a question. No. no, no. It was just that. That's what got him. To, that's yeah. what got him to juvie and yeah. Uh, yeah, go on. Um, what the fuck is up with the splashing the water on your face? bathroom i feel like that's kind of like his recharge in a way like kind of like bringing him back cleansing him in a that way that recharges me you ever done it <laughs> it's nice and refreshing yeah, he does that like in the bathroom like when it's kind little... of like washing it all off cleansing mm-hmm. you know cleansing yourself of everything and i feel like that's kind of like his safe haven again i feel like water ocean all of that he even says he only drinks water like i feel like all of that plays a part in who he is and just how uh that's kind of like the way he gets to be vulnerable Gotta that's get a healthy it. living True. Well, look at him. He looks great. Um, yeah, he drank that wine-like water, though. He, you drink see how drank it? <laughs> but, yeah, he drank it really fast. Like, I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> like water. But, um, 
Yeah, to answer your question, Antonio, um, I don't think it ruins anything. I don't think it's kind of like, oh, fuck. Oh, by harder. showing him a picture. By showing him the good. picture. Uh-huh. I just think that it, it kind of gave him, like, doubt. Like, oh, shit, are you still with her? And he's like, oh, no. Cause I, do, I think Kevin brought him out. Kevin called him because uh, I think Kevin has feelings for, towards him. And I love um, that when he goes back to his apartment and Kevin talks, he goes like, you know, I'm not making more than shoe money. I'm, you know, I'm barely living out here. But it's a life. I don't have any worries. I'm not doing anything stupid. And this is just my life. And that I, I love the line, who is you, Chiron? Because that is literally the whole movie. Who are you? What? Who is Chiron? He doesn't know himself. And at that moment, I think he does know. And that's why he says the words, you're the only man that's ever touched me. And at that moment, they could have gone this fucking cliche, stupid, like, don't bring that up. That never happened. Whatever. But he's like I thought I thought it was gonna be like a hard cut and them like going at it. Oh my god. Um but I but I do like that um that they were like holding each other. Oh my and god. I think that would have worked I think that worked a lot better than them like having like sex. not not like makeup sex or like like you know it's like more sex. intimate. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more intimate. Way more intimate. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's comforting. Yeah. You feel I I feel like when I see that shot, yeah. I feel comforted, like, oh wow, like thank God for Chiron. But I love how um, it's very quiet when he says, you're the only man that's ever touched me. You're the only one. I haven't touched anyone since. And they're just looking at each other. And the moment Kevin gives him that smile, kind of like a, of approval right. or more of like, thank you. Thank you for telling me who you are. And then you hear the ocean in the background, uh-huh. the waves crashing. And then it fades to the next shot of, um, them holding each other. Well, actually that's another thing too. You see this big swole man being held like, it's, it's, it's just the opposite of how you think it would go, but that's what I love what this movie does. It doesn't give you what you think's going to happen. It gives you what should happen. Like, this big person deserves to be held and deserves to be comforted. Just because he's big doesn't mean that he doesn't have emotions. I, and I love... Sorry. I, I love how um, after he holds him, it cuts to the shot of him as a little boy in moonlight. He looks blue. And I think that that's what he needed because I feel like... He's always felt trapped in like that part of his life as a little boy because he never got closure. He never got to feel like he knew who he was. So that moment of young Chiron Little looking back at the camera is kind of like looking back at him like, hey, everything's okay now. Everything's good. And then it just cuts to black and says Moonlight. And it's it's perfect. And that Samuel Jackson cameo at the end was nuts. Shut the fuck Did up. Did you get... What do you think about it? What are you talking about? At the end, the end credits, there's a Samuel Jackson cameo. Shut the cameo. fuck up. You're so annoying. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> Why do you ever want to play the games I want to play? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very serious right now. Sorry. But, yeah. Um, that's... Oh, man. I just adore this movie in every single I, way. I, this is one movie that I probably watch really soon again. I think it'll yeah, help. Just yeah, I think I think this movie is a movie where you kind of like the like kind of like reading a book, I guess. Like mm-hmm. the first time, like you take it all in and exactly. you and you understand it, and then the second time, you kind of like think about it in a more philosophical way. That is exactly what I'm going to tell you right now. Exactly because, like you said, with every movie, you're taking mm-hmm. in the surface level, mm-hmm. not the. Um, thematic parts of it, like of course those things can kind of come to you, and they and they. I think you get the rundown of what the movie's about in right. the first viewing. Yeah. But the second one is where you appreciate the little how it's told, it. the nuances, like those little like what does this shot mean? Mm-hmm. What does this sound mean? That's why I like. like oh, I didn't notice this on the first. Go and on. you think I, every time I watch this movie, I get nervous because I'm like, is this gonna be the part where I don't like this movie anymore? And I am confident to say. 
that even after my what I don't even know what viewing this is. This has to be past ten, maybe even fifteen. Fuck. I've seen it so many times, mm-hmm. showing it to people. That's how many times I've probably seen the Blind Side. <laughs> Fuck off! Don't bring you up the Blind you Side. Remember, every Thanksgiving they're playing that twenty four seven. But no, like every viewing, I get nervous. Like, is this the one where I like notice a flaw? And yeah, there's did like, that. Did that? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Did that happen with like La La Land? Like, did did uh, you watch bit. it one time and yeah. you're like. I'm like, Man. oh, I noticed something uh-huh. that did happen in La La Land a little bit. It uh-huh. is there are moments that are kind of bland in La La Land, um, and not everything's as perfect as as I think Moonlight. And you know what? Um, yeah, I just um, I can confidently say that I still think that this movie's perfect in every way, in my own eyes, my own heart. I feel every, every time I watch it, I feel the emotion that it wants to bring out of me. Mm. I. I love every story beat. I love every character. Of course, you kind of want to... You, you don't feel, like, fully complete because you don't get to see moments like, hey, why? how did Juan die? What was it like for Chiron in prison? But that is not important to finding Chiron's identity. Mm-hmm. And I think every moment that you do see is what you need to see. And it doesn't preach its importance. That's why I love this movie, too, because I personally think it is important, but it's not preaching... It's important. It's not saying like, uh-huh. hey, look at us. We're doing this. No, it just tells a good story. It's not spoon feeding. Exactly. Not no. at all. And I hate when people say, oh, this movie only... It, people only love this movie because of the politics. Like, what politics? I don't watch this movie and think, oh, it's the, it's the gay agenda. Oh, it's this agenda. No, no. it's a well-told, beautiful story. A character study, even, of one person trying to figure out who he is. It's not politics. It's nothing. Yeah, no, I didn't get, I didn't get the, the politics vibe mm-hmm. either. Like, you, you're spot on with it. Like, it's like a story of the one person. Like, exactly. what, what did you ju- You just said something. You said, fuck, man, I can't remember. Play, play character study? Character study. Yeah. I th- it's a perfect character study. I don't know what that means, but yeah, well, I agree. Uh, okay, I have, I have a question. <laughs> sure. The question is. Who is you, Lawrence? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do you have a real question? No, I'm done, dude. Of course you don't. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me think about this real quick. I, I, no, I don't sure. think there's any more. I'm done, else. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah done you guys real. are done. I got a lot. please. I'm trying my best. I'm, I want to make sure I get every single thing that I want to talk about. Um, beautiful cinematography, beautiful score. Barry Jenkins, I low-key think, deserved to win Best Director over La La Land. What else has he done? Barry Jenkins. Uh-huh. He's only done, I want to say, three movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know the first one. Uh, the second one is this one, and the third one is If Beale Street Could Talk. Really good movie. Not as good as not as good as Moonlight, but it is good. Um, so he has a good like track record. I believe so. Is I think... anything as good as Moonlight? Well, obviously not. Maybe. If he thinks he's his favorite Maybe. movie. I mean, like uh... Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. <laughs> no. Um, Here's the thing. It's a lot deeper if you think I always about think, it. I'm like... Doherty Explorer? Every time I watch a great movie, like when I watch a movie like what? There Will Be Blood? I'm like, this is perfect. And I'm like, how... I'm like, this is so good. Like, I wonder why I love Moonlight so much. And then I go back and watch Moonlight and I'm like, oh, that's why. Because it's fucking perfect. I get it. It's perfect in my eyes, of course. I don't think everyone has that same feeling of Moonlight that I do. Just because... I don't know. You know, maybe it doesn't hit everyone the way it does. But you know what I've noticed, though? I've only met one person that has actually given me a good reason to not like Moonlight. One person, it, someone said the structure it didn't work for them, and that's fine. That's a that's an actual criticism that I will take. I will not take you saying, "Oh, it's it's political." Also, um, the casting perfect. The all the three Chirons look very similar. They act very similar, and they never once met each other. They never watched their scenes. Like, hey, look at that. Try and get that. They only allowed them like. 
feel the character, read the writing, and, you know, whatever we don't like, we'll, we'll work on it. But they do it perfectly. Every character feels the same. And I love that. Um, man, I'm just trying to think of it. Oh, I kind of want to talk about the, the Oscar mix-up. Fuck was that about? That was fucked up. They were just obviously. But you know, do you know like what happened? Do you know what happened though? Was there like propaganda behind it? Wasn't there? Correct me if I'm wrong, Lawrence. Like they were supposed to like exit like screen left or whatever, and they went right, and so like the 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 old one they had was the one they thought they had, and then like I don't. Basically, what happened was I don't know how this happened. No one knows. Is I didn't know. They got the card that said best actress winner emma stone for la la land so when they open that card it says best actress la la land and the guy uh warren beauty i forgot his name buffett whatever um (laughs) he looks at it and he's confused and everyone thinks oh he's he's being funny like he's he's waiting for us to hear it and he's just like uh the academy award and then the girls faye dunaway is like come on and he, he's like, look. And she sees La La Land and goes, La La Land. Then they come up. And you even hear a little bit. You go, it says Emma Stone. And she's like, what? And like they're all going up. The music's playing. They give, I think, three speeches. Yeah. You see people yeah. you see people running around the background like, what's going on? You yeah. see the actors going, what? And then they just say, no, um, Moonlight was yeah. the best picture winner. And they say there's been like a terrible mistake. It's been a terrible mistake. Moonlight, you guys won best picture. And everyone's like, what? The, and the, then they show, Moonlight, you won yeah, best picture. And they show the card. Yeah. That was a good year for uh, messing up because uh, the, the Miss Universe, they messed up the same year. Yeah. yeah I want to, I want to, it was right, right after that. When was that. it? 2016, right? Yeah. Wasn't uh, that the year where the say... Cavs won against the Golden State Warriors in a 3 1 uh, deficit? I don't know what that has to do with this at all, but um, yeah. The comebacks, man. Um, uh, for me, simply, I would have just looked at it and I would have been like, uh, one moment and done like a little joke and left a girl and be like, yo, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh shit, my bad here. Um, oh, okay. No, man. A lot of people blame the guy actually. Cause he's like, why did you not just say something? Um, why didn't you say anything? He just kind of just stood there and made someone else look at yeah, the card. You could have just simply said, Hey, there's been a mistake. We got the wrong card. And that's why Jimmy Kimmel came back the next year. And that's why they had the two people that presented best picture the next year for shape of water. Mm. The same people that presented shape of water were the same people that fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And then you hear like Jimmy Kimmel will say something like I think you guys should still keep it and it's like fuck you Jimmy fuck you right fuck oh you're a piece of shit you can't keep an award yeah, if you, you didn't, didn't fucking win. win yeah that was a fucked up situation I honestly but think- it was memorable but in a bad way I, I would like to see the play mm-hmm. um, but I think how would it work the, yeah exactly I think the movie done it a, what it's a, perfect like uh, three three acts in a, in a play I mean that's not that's not unheard of but no. just something that like those big of a jumps and trying to get the the same feeling told better um, through so a movie. better yeah uh, yeah i mean i can't speak for the play because i've never seen it but right. i think uh moonlight deserved best cinematography over la la land yeah la la land is visually beautiful but i think there's more to understand and look at with moonlight it definitely deserves score i think i, I do like the score for la la land but i think the score for moonlight's way fucking better who, who was the score for moonlight who did the score? Nicholas Bertel. He's great. I love him. He did Invisible Could Talk too. He's great. Um, it deserved Best Director for sure. I think uh, I love I love Damien Chazelle, La La Land. Oh, yeah. But I I think Barry Jenkins did a, a much better job. I think that's it, boys. I think we did it. You, what do you guys think? I think yeah. we agree. A lot of talking from me. Sorry, you knew this was gonna happen though. And um, 
Uh, it's I not guess, bad. I thought we were no, bad. yeah, because I, I think I had everything ready. I, I talked everything I wanted to talk, and I, I love that. You talked yo shit. This movie is probably my favorite movie ever. It's it's always between this, uh, Shawshank Redemption, and 12 Angry Men. Those movies just come back and forth, but this one is always the one that I always think about. I always recommend it to people, and I love talking about it with people. Every person I talk to, I'm like, have you seen it? What do you think? If you hate it, get away from me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I love it. I think it's perfect. I'm obviously giving this movie a 5 out of 5. It's my favorite movie we've talked about. And it finally beat 12 Angry Men. Because that was the number one for the podcast. Tony, what'd you, what'd you think? After like hearing like what, why you liked it so much, um, I, I can appreciate it, appreciate it more. Like I said uh, throughout the podcast, like this is something that I know I would have to watch again. Awesome. Um, and I want to soon. Um, how soon I don't know, but it's I know it's something like if I'm like oh like let me let me watch it like I'm not doing anything let me watch it yeah. Um, which I can say that that like I don't like to watch movies more than once because I mean I have like a or a, a, movie. a memory like an elephant or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I enjoyed like the the story. Like, it had a lot of things to say, mm-hmm. and I think it wasn't artificial. Like, that's, I think that was, like, my biggest take on it is, like, telling a story right and, like, making it believe, like, believable and be like, hey, like, this can actually happen, mm-hmm. and, like, this isn't for the sake of a film, you know? Like, this isn't to, like, grab people's attention and, like, uh, like they talk about realistic things that people are going through and people have gone through um, that people can relate to. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing for this movie. Um, exactly, and I love like I I, I actually like the structure. I'm um, glad you I did. like the I like how how it how it was, like set up and how you talked about it. Like it changes when he like needs to adapt. Needs to, person? to adapt. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. That makes that makes perfect sense. Um, and so I I really enjoyed this movie. I'm glad. Um, so I'm gonna give this a strong. Uh, definitely gonna give it room to improve for me, just cause like I know I have to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um. Eight blunts by the ocean out of ten. <laughs> um, nice. And and I, I know it's something that's it's gonna move up. You know. I'm like, glad. I'm happy you like. Just because I, I you know like, like I can already tell it's something that once I figure out more of it, it's the the score will change with it. Like I don't see me watching it again and be like, no, I liked it better the first time. Like, uh, you know? no, it's it's presented very simplistically, mm-hmm. but that's the surface. Once you dive deeper, you realize oh, it's actually very profound and. There's so much more much. deep layers that you can look at. But Luis... I like an onion. <laughs> Shrek! <laughs> Ogres are like onions. <laughs> um, Shrek... Uh, Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had Shrek here. <laughs> <laughs> Luis, what'd you think of Moonlight? I'm sorry. I think that as a second viewing, I definitely enjoyed it more and I saw it in a different like perspective in a way. I'm so happy. My score definitely went up. It wasn't bad at first, but it definitely went up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think this film is great. I think I'm it's happy. very beautiful. Again, the score, the cinematography in this film, everything is like, it's so like beautiful and mellow. And it's it's mm-hmm. a very heartbreaking film, but it leaves you with like a sense of, like satisfaction at the end because you're kind of like content with where Chiron kind of gets to in life because he grows up and he's not he doesn't have it easy 
he's completely lost. Mm-hmm. And throughout the film, yeah, throughout the film, and it's just progress through progress, you know, trial through tribulation, and it's it's just a work in progress. And and at the end, it it kind of you can see where he is, and I think that that is where he is meant to be, and who, like how he is meant to end up, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was great. Um, yeah, that's really, really well said. Yeah, um, I, I I really enjoyed this film. This is a five out of five for me. Really. Yeah. Oh, man, that surprised the fuck out of me. Yeah, it oh. was actually a four out of five before. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, but my I God, think, I'm going to cry. I think that the fact that when I was watching it and it made me, like, choke up a little bit, Yeah. I was like, this is more. I was like, yeah. this, this... Because movies don't make you choke up, I They bet. don't, they don't, yeah. This was wow. a good, really, that really, is, really good film. That's the greatest thing I ever fucking heard in my life. <laughs> I, I was... Cause, what did you think I was going to give it? The thing is, with you, like, I feel like I've the most person... The people I talk about this movie with is Pedro. I feel like we talk about the movie the most, so I know how he feels. But I've, every time I've mentioned it, you're like, oh, I like it. It's good. And that was before, obviously. And just to hear that, those fucking words like that, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, five? I didn't know yeah. you meant five. Like, yeah. that's, I'm very happy you said that. I'm glad that you got here. something more out of it. Um, Pedro, what'd you think of Moonlight? So, what did I think about Moonlight? Uh uh-huh. Now I'm asking you, what, what I don't know I... yet. Tell me, buddy. I, I don't know, Lawrence. Well, I think you think it's perfect, and it's a five out of five. It's like, next. next. <laughs> Go on. I know, but in, in all reality, I I really enjoy this movie. I feel like, for me, like, if I have kids, like, lit, like in the future, and they want to watch a good movie, like, I'll probably show them this one. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this is, like, a good movie to, sh- like, just about identity. Uh, uh, it looked perfect. It, it really hits hard. I feel like it could hit hard to, like, any type of person. Mm-hmm. No matter like what you identify as, and for me, like I really enjoy this movie, and it really hit me hard. And so, um, if you go from, if you go on my letterbox at PZDRX, I gave the review said I would simply move out the way from the chair, but not everyone is like me though. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave it five out of five stars. Dude, that's oh, crazy! Sad. Like when he gets hit, like they like it's like a low shot of just him on the floor, uh, not moving, down. not nothing. Yeah, he's just because he's oh he, he like twitches a little yeah. bit. He's uh, power because he's been powered above Chiron to yeah. see him at the bottom, yeah. literally. Yeah. You know what yeah, I would have done? Used the weapon, so he's not a real. You know what I would have done? Like I would have seen him by my peripheral vision, Fuck. turn around and then bang right off. Um, That's how you know he couldn't be a teacher because teachers have eyes in the back of their head. I would have been Canelo and just like, I would have oh! just had my like hand on the chair and like Spidey sent it and like quickly like grab just your <laughs> chair. <laughs> well, if he was smart, he would have, when he came into the room, he should have known that his heart rate was elevated. He should have sensed that. And like, obviously like if you have an elevated heart rate, you're producing more body heat. And so the room must have changed by like a, like a degree off. And so he knew something was off. And so when he grabbed the chair, he should have heard the vibrations of it, mm-hmm. and then like the atmosphere changed. And so I don't know how he did. He, I don't know how. Yeah, this is a, that's I, stupidest. But if it was, if I, but if I was in that situation, right, right, I, I would have been on the ground. <laughs> I would have not been on the ground. Yeah, I'm very happy with everyone's ratings. You're like, but mine is a two and a half. But um, yeah, I feel like I talked a lot. I'm sorry, but you all knew this was gonna fucking happen. Yeah, we. Knew. Um, and thank you for letting me speak without feeling like an asshole. Um, but yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we well this is our that. time to tell you now that you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, but I think it is time for a certain, uh, certain little segment we do here on the podcast. And that's when we invite the director from the movie, Barry Jenkins. I would love to meet him. He, he comes, he actually him. comes and he's like, 
I hate you, Lawrence. Yeah, he's like, I hate you. He's like, you know nothing about my movie. Like, you got <laughs> no, it all wrong. This movie was everything you said wrong. No, I. I would Wait, do you think this movie is Oscar bait? Like, yeah. Here's the thing: every movie is trying to win an Oscar. If, if you're really trying to make a movie a good movie, you're trying to win an Oscar because that helps your movie. S- but so high school no. musical try winning an no, Oscar? No, I don't think it is Oscar bait at all. I think that uh, it's just a great movie. And if you watch interviews with the cast and the director. You know that this was a personal film for him and a personal film for everyone on board, and he really didn't know what he was doing. But that's not the point anymore. The point is, we gotta get to the next segment where Antonio talks about his fit. Antonio, what the fuck are you wearing? Quickly. Alrighty, you already know from my head, from my toe. Okay, <laughs> no hat today. I did my hair. Uh, I need a haircut. It's getting Me out too. of control. I just got one. Um, I I'm wearing, I, I don't know the brand. It's uh, a green. Um, short sleeve, not a Hawaiian shirt, but it definitely looks floral. Um, yeah, short sleeve oh, button from Walmart. Nice. Um, I, I saw this. I was like, you know what? This is gonna go perfect with my shoes. Um, and then the white tee underneath is also from Walmart. And I have to say, not the best feeling T-shirt. Like, it's not like it hangs like Black Label. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like heavy. It's not like a heavy like cotton shirt. It's 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 a nice nice in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, pants I think I wore last week same thing from uh, tan pants from uh, Target uh, Target I like I like their pants I like Target's uh, lines of clothes but that's not what important oh I'm also wearing a New Balance um, Times Herschel Supply Co side bag wow. um, and it's supposed to be the eight uh, the 810 they have a shoe that looks just like this nice. and I have the 810 in gray and black but this is supposed to be the bottom, and this is the the, the top, and you know it's Get a shoe. shoe. It's a shoe. Yeah, I want the shoe. Uh, not expensive, so I think I think I will get it. Um, that's not important. But the sh- yeah, that's not important. The shoe I am wearing, um, back to back like Drake, back to back, three twenty sevens. And I don't know if there's an official name. Uh, I didn't even know these were out until I saw them. And what really caught my eye is the side. So I'm wearing the New Balance 327s in an OD green and black colorway. Um, OD green like uh, suede upper with uh, OD green like mesh sides with obviously your uh, exaggerated and on the side. But on the other side, it just has a bunch of like intelligent choices all over. And I think that's really unique. I think they should do that a lot. James Worthy from the Lakers, he played with them way back when. Uh, when they had his shoe, he was one of the first athletes to be signed with New Balance for basketball. Awesome. Um, they had a worthy choice. And Ooh. I think they need to bring that back again. You'd die for that? I would die for, like, if it said a worthy choice. Like, that's so that's so cool. Uh, white midsole and then black um, outsole. Love the black outsoles instead of the, the white outsoles. We already talked about it last week. I just love this shoe. I, a mix between 70s, retro, and modern. You know, like, it's... I think I think it looks a lot better for like skinny leg like smaller people like females, mm-hmm. um, and not me like I'm built like a, f- a fridge, <laughs> but um, but this works. One of my favorite models. Uh, really love like uh, on the tongue it has like a neon green that doesn't really fit everywhere, but it it it's a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. kind of like being at the ocean or discovering <laughs> who you are like <laughs> in moonlight. Um, but yeah, that's my fit. I love the the insoles. Not a custom insole, but it's also uh, a highlighted neon green insole. 
Um, and like always with all the 327s, I love that they're doing doing it. Inside of it, inside the tongue tag, it says the intelligent choice. Because when you wear a shoe like this, you know you're rocking the intelligent choice. And that's my fit. We got to get to the next part of the podcast where we give a recommendation for the next podcast. And this recommendation goes to Antonio Gonzalez. What do you got for us, All buddy? Right. I'm well, excited. I'm excited, too. Um, I, I'm going to say dumb. I think it's a horror. I mean, I was scared a when whore? I watched it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a whore You're making film. us watch a horror? <laughs> uh, maybe you can... Uh, uh, director Rob Reiner. That sounds so familiar. Okay. Oh my God. Um, do you know the name um, Paul Sheldon? No. Well, it's a fictitious name, so it's not really... <laughs> Jesus. Today, for this? this week's podcast recommendation... Next week. Uh, next week, I'm sorry. Okay. We're going to head over to HBO Max. Okay. And you're going to watch... Um, what year did this come out? The 1919 horror thriller. 1919? 1990, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. You're going to be watching the 1990 thriller horror film, Misery. Yes! Oh my god! Yes! Good fucking recommendation! Oh my god! There's a lot riding on me, because it's our 50th, right? Is it? No, no, no. no. We're not, we're not oh. getting there yet. Damn it. <laughs> wow. I, all I knew was I had a little writing on me, and I had, a, I had to make sure. I had to come yeah, in. I had Rob, to come in. Rob Reiner, I knew that. And then you said 1990, and I was like, this is not misery. And you said it. <laughs> that will be Paul our... Paul Sheldon. Paul Sheldon. That's I mean, a good. fan. That will be our 46th episode. Have you seen this episode. before? Yeah, I have seen it. When I was a kid, I was scared, though. Like, I didn't... 46. 46th episode. And the, I think it will be our 50th. I, I love um, the Family Guy interpretation of it. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> Kathy Bates... Giving one of the best performances I've ever seen. I love yeah. the movie. Oh, I haven't seen wow. it in so long. So You've never seen Misery? Never seen it. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, you're in for uh, price. Pedro, Misery? Yeah, I've seen him before. You have seen it? No. Okay, then why do you... You're a fucking bitch. Yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a bitch. She said, yeah, yeah. yeah I have, no. So confidently, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, really? No. <laughs> Whatever. I love Misery. Great choice. So excited when to When was the last it. time you've seen it? Not too long ago, um, I watched no. it maybe last year in December. I'm not really sure, but it wasn't long. I just, you know, it wasn't long ago when I first watched it. This was my second viewing. Very excited. Great choice, Antonio. Thank you. Um, but that is the podcast for this week. I love the conversation that I had with myself, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. Go follow us at Instagram, Pod. At Twitter, Filmaholics underscore pod. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt. We have a few left. Um, I got a lot left. Buy it. Buy it from me. <laughs> we haven't sold any. We've been lying. We lied. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, buy a shirt. Support us. Um, we've been doing good lately. I've been looking at the numbers and they're going up. I like that. Thank you, guys. Do you think I, that's because they're shorter or do you think that's... No. I think the movies have been picking are really good, though. That's why. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for clicking. Thank you guys for whatever the fuck you guys are doing. Uh, take care, and Chavi, hit me with it. And this has been a Filmaholics podcast. Thank you for listening. Later, everybody. Goodbye. Later.